0: Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's
1: Steve Jones. Good afternoon. It's a wonderful fall afternoon outside. It's a little bit warmer than you expect, but, you know, it is October 1st. We're kind of in that uh, in-between stage of weather. One day it's cold, one day it's warm. I'm Chris Elio. I'm filling in for Sean Carey, producer extraordinaire of the Steve Jones Show. Steve will be in momentarily as I sit here in the Sunbury Motors studio. Happy Tuesday to you. We have a very, very jam-packed show for you today. All kinds of things going on. We have the uh, uh, first things first at 335, I think, roughly. I mean, you know, nothing's exact in this world. But at 335, we're going to have uh, uh, Penn State head coach, uh, press conference James Franklin will be uh, he'll be having his press conference and I, I think it's, pre, it's pre-recorded it was from earlier today so we're going to be airing that at 3.35 then we're going to have uh, Neil Kulong talking about the big Steelers win last night on Monday Night Football he'll be uh, coming in around the 4 o'clock hour and then the second half of uh, the 4 o'clock hour we may have a guest uh, that is unconfirmed thus far so we will uh, cross that bridge when we come to it but let's start with the Steelers who uh I don't know, a game that they absolutely had to win. They had to beat the Bengals, right? Like, that, if they would have lost to the Bengals, it would have been, uh, would we be looking at a 2-14, 1-15 type of Steelers season, which is so abnormal to see. Like, what a, what a weird thing would it be to watch a Pittsburgh Steelers team suffer to a 2-14 or a 1-15 type season? I don't think I've ever seen that in my lifetime. So, that would be very strange. So, I'm glad that they pulled that one out. I mean, not that I'm a fan of the Steelers. I'm a Jets fan, and uh, I'd like to bring that up to Steve uh, coming up because the Eagles won a big game on Thursday, and I'm sure he's talked about it on Friday uh, and even yesterday, maybe. The Eagles had a big win, and they're, they're staring down the barrel of a classic trap game coming up against my New York Jets. And I have to tell you, I think the Jets are dangerous this weekend against the Eagles only because the Eagles are coming off an emotional win against the Packers on Thursday night. They're decimated with injuries still, even though they'll be getting some wide receivers back from what I understand. And then they're looking ahead to the Minnesota Vikings, which is another big NFC rival. You know, playoff implications already this early in the season. It's a classic trap situation situation. When you're looking at a Jets team coming up that has been god-awful. Just horrifyingly bad this season. But the Jets are getting their defense back. C.J. Mosley will be back. Sam Darnold is rumored to be coming back. Nothing is confirmed yet. But these are all the things that set up the classic trap game. So, Eagles fans, don't sleep on the Jets this week. Don't walk around thinking that you're just going to pummel the Jets. You might. That is possible, but you also might find yourself in a difficult situation. Phone number down here is 1-800-795. Did I say that right? Sorry, I got the phone number backwards. Yeah, I'm right. 1-800-795-9565. If you want to join the show, you can give us a call. Uh, we're going to be a Penn State Heavy, I believe, who absolutely took Maryland behind the woodshed and showed them what's what? 59 to nothing. I'm telling you, that's, that's a beating. And, and there, was no, there was no situation throughout the whole course of that game that I felt Maryland was going to score. That I felt that Maryland was going to get into that game. Like, just from the very beginning, Penn State put their, their foot on the neck and just owned Maryland. Maryland. We're sitting here in the Sunbury Motors studios. This is the Steve Jones show. We're uh, anxiously awaiting Steve Jones to arrive into the studio, the Sunbury Motors studio. Uh, What else is coming up tonight? Uh, The Major League Baseball playoffs start this evening. The Washington Nationals will host the National League wildcard game against really a remarkable story in the Milwaukee Brewers who lost their best player about a month ago, and they were behind. They were very much behind the Chicago Cubs at the time, who, let's face it, the, Sh- the, the Cubs have completely folded. They completely folded coming down the stretch. I mean, that was their, it, it their wild-card spot to take. It was their playoff position to win, and they completely folded. And the Brewers got super hot. The Mets were fairly hot, but they fell off near the end as well. I mean, they didn't fall off. It was just the Brewers were just too good. They just became they, they just got too hot. Mike Moustakis came back at the right time, kind of picked up where Yelich left off. But what a remarkable story. A team that lost their MVP player. Like, there's no joke in saying that I believe that Christian Yelich would have been the National League MVP if he did not get injured. He might still win it. But seeing as the team went on to make the playoffs anyway, that might kind of hurt his case. But the team loses their MVP player and makes the playoffs anyway. It doesn't matter. It's remarkable. It's a remarkable story in Milwaukee. So we're gonna see what happens tonight in Washington. Steve Jones, welcome. Yes sir. How are welcome. you? Doing great.
2: Doing great. The Mets didn't make it, huh?
1: No, they did not make it. They put you know, I I I give credit where it's due. It is a painful season. I mean, you know, I could do a whole retrospective for you, but I'm not going to. But it's it's hard to reconcile that you have the major league leading home run hitter, probably a pitcher who won there, who's going to win his second straight Cy Young, a top five batting average hitter, and you still don't make the playoffs. It's it's hard to reconcile that bullpen really is is I've never seen such a glaring weakness in my life.
2: Yeah. Uh, and how are the Jets doing?
1: Jets are awful. But I was just talking about how the Eagles are coming up to face the Jets this weekend. And it's the classic trap game for the Eagles. And I was telling uh, Sir Matt Cotrillo in the newsroom, who's a huge Eagles fan, to not sleep on the Jets this weekend because it's a classic trap situation if I've ever seen one. Because then they have the Eagles have the Vikings afterwards. So coming off an emotional victory against the Packers, looking forward to the Vikings, seeing the Jets who are just limping in. But they're getting their defense back. Mosley will be back. Uh, Darnold is supposed to come back this week, so they're going to be better than they've been. So it's a classic trap situation for the Eagles. And it's, I, I, if I were an Eagles fan, I'd be a little weary of this week, honestly.
2: No, I wouldn't. They're going to crush him. All right. Um, so <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the Jets, to their credit, are just a bad, bad football team. I mean, be
1: they dare. have some. They have some M- defensive players and they have some offensive players but yes as a full squad they definitely lack i will say J- that
2: J E T S B A D B A D bad, bad. <laughs> your team is awful yes
1: they are they they are pretty they're they're pretty bad they, they they have some gaping holes they have some truck size holes
2: <laughs> they set back the entire deal for the entire league awful.
1: <laughs> Oh, wow! Awful.
2: <laughs> there is nobody at once to watch that team play, especially in New York.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the Awful. Giants definitely stole all the all the headlines by uh, you know Daniel Jones shows up and uh, all of a sudden you know Danny Dimes is what they're calling him.
2: And guess what? Be He's fun. good.
1: He's good. They're fun.
2: At least they're fun to watch. Yes. Your team, your team, not even fun to watch.
1: I mean, let's let's see what happens when the Giants face a team that's good. I mean, they haven't done that yet. So since Danny Dimes has been, you know, they they have the Patriots coming up. I think it doesn't, next. It doesn't
0: matter. Let's see what happens. The, then. the
2: point is, your team is awful, and it's just really entertaining to make fun of them.
1: <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you know what the good news for the Eagles is, as far as I'm concerned. Like I know they're two and two, and they had a very. Uh, very, very clutch victory on Thursday. But, boy, the Lions look for real, don't they, after they played the Chiefs? You know, losing to the Lions doesn't look so bad now.
2: No, but you know what? The Lions lost that game. Kansas City, you know, you feel it's one of those games where you look at, and like, yeah, Kansas City's the winning team, but do you feel like Kansas City won the game? No, I feel like Detroit lost the game. Uh, you have to get over stuff like that. You have to be—you know, you have to be the reason a team. You have to be the reason you win. You can't be the reason you lose. And Detroit against Kansas City, I felt lost that game. Um, the Jets are just bad, but Detroit That's lost that best. game.
1: It's—it's <laughs> it's always coming back to the Jets being bad, huh?
2: Just—they're awful.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to analyze actual things, not not the not the Jets uh, World League team. <laughs> actual NFL team. Yeah. Teams. <laughs> like Buffalo put up a fight against New England. Want to talk about that? No, the Jets are bad. <laughs> hey,
2: the Jets are an automatic two wins for everybody in the division.
1: Oh man, not the Miami Dolphins. That's going to be a fun game, huh? Dolphins, Dolphins Jets twice four. a year.
2: At Dolphins, that's four.
1: But I mean, Jets versus Dolphins have to play each other twice a year.
2: I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's gonna be Jets a fun umbrella. one. Two draws. <laughs> I mean, not even Las Vegas wants to touch it.
1: I don't want to. I'm, I I said, look, I said to Macatrello, and I'm and I'm being real. And I know you say the Jets are awful, but I would not bet the Jets Eagles game. You couldn't pay me enough with the point spread and the whole thing. There's no way I, I wouldn't touch it. I honestly wouldn't touch it. If the if the Patriots couldn't cover against the Jets, I, I the, at their worst, I can't imagine that the Eagles are gonna cover. I, I just—it's—it's it's a trap see, game. I'm it, telling you, I'm worried. I would be worried about it.
2: See, that's see, that's where I don't care about covering. Well, the, 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 the Jets are awful. Hey, you, All right, you, so
1: you said Vegas. I didn't bring it up.
2: <laughs> I mean, the Jets are just bad. By the way, the Gabe Kapler watch is extended into a second day. John Middleton is going to make up the is going to make the decision on Gabe Kapler.
1: Hmm. Should he be fired? That's a that's an interesting that's an interesting thought.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: I mean the pitching was bad. that's really what killed the the Eagles more uh, the Eagles listen to me the Phillies more than anything else.
2: Yeah. Well, ask yourself why is it? The Matt Leon asked a question, a legitimate question. Why is it when the Eagle the Phillies deal somebody to somebody else, why do they get better?
1: Oh, it's it's a Mets it's been a Mets question for decades. So I I understand that feeling.
2: Well, the, the Mets are bad though. Um so uh <laughs> like everything you root for bad
1: pretty much yeah it's it's always been the way
2: okay Pens- Pennsylvania has become the latest state to begin to craft legislation about paying or about allowing a student athlete to get money off their likeness we'll talk about that in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK
1: All right, here's something that I do like that's not bad. Jets are bad. But Rush is not. <laughs> All, All right. right. Anyway. Welcome back.
2: Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, once again, uh, Pennsylvania is uh, taking steps toward joining California in introducing a bill to allow college athletes to be paid for their likeness. And check Florida, South Carolina. They're going to check in with this as well. So here's the story. Everybody in the newsroom can listen so they they can find (laughs) out what's going on. Uh, All right. Uh, Representatives uh, in Pennsylvania, Dan Miller, and is joined by. Pennsylvania House member Ed Ganey, a fellow Democrat, circulated a bill, the Pennsylvania Fair Pay-to-Play Act, which will, quote, capitalize on recent efforts in California to help balance the scales and allow college athletes to sign endorsement deals, earn compensation for their name, image, and likeness, and sign licensing contracts that will allow them to earn money. Miller and Ganey are seeking a bipartisan group of legislators to sign on to the bill before they formally introduce it. The California law, also known as the Fair Pay-to-Play Act, passed their assembly 73 nothing and Senate 39 nothing. Miller and Ganey are joining the ever-growing chorus of state and national legislators who don't understand why college athletes, many of whom participate in sports that deliver and this is where they get a little off. This is where the NCAA does an awful job of messaging. Like, awful. Many of whom participate in sports that deliver millions of dollars to their school's bottom lines and can't receive a fair economic shake. Okay, ask yourself, where does the millions of dollars to the school's bottom line go to? uh Okay, it, it, it goes it goes to softball, baseball, right. track and field, women's soccer, men's soccer, wrestling, women's volleyball, men's and women's gymnastics, cross country, women's ice hockey, women's basketball. That's where the millions on the bottom line go to. I mean, come on. I mean, this is where the NCAA has done an awful job over the years. They don't tell you where the money goes. Just tell them where it goes. Look at look at a group of people and say, "Do you believe that women should have an opportunity to play collegiate sports?" Well, how do you think it happens? How? Magic wand and voila? We paid for it. It happens because of the money from football and men's basketball. That's how it happens.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
2: All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. It is October 1st, and the month of October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So Mark has a very important show coming up tomorrow. Heard him talk about the importance of mammograms. It's another important show that Mark is doing tomorrow. All right. Um, Just one quick note before we get to James Franklin. The Jets are bad. Uh, Okay.
1: (laughs) That's the note? Is that the note of the day? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I just thought I passed.
2: You don't know who was listening in the previous half hour. Okay, it's very important. I think it's very important to sometimes point out something that is critical to the sports landscape. Yes, if I, the Jets are on. The Jets are on. Don't watch.
1: Yes, I root for three I, teams, and they all are terrible. I mean, the Mets are not that terrible, but the Jets and the Rangers are fully rebuilding teams. So yes, they are terrible.
2: My goodness, you must be miserable to live with with those those teams. <laughs> must be a lot of swearing in your house.
1: Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, it's awful.
2: Awful. Yeah. See, that's why I root for Shickelimi football.
1: All right. Uh so <laughs> wait a minute. Um With their one touchdown last year.
2: Yeah, but it was a good one. Uh, <laughs> so um yeah. It, but they won last week. And they're playing Saturday night.
1: Wow, And
2: time. And, well, it's homecoming, I guess, so they want to do something special. So it's going to be Saturday night. But Bucknell's playing Saturday at 2. Right. Because Holy Cross. So now all of us have had to go through the enduring pain of listening to the suit tell us how he has to do two games in one day and everything he has to go through to get there. Now you gotta give Sean and me credit. We have feigned interest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be hard. Hey, good luck with that. <laughs> hey, it's just our way of like, hey, you know, like appeasing him. <laughs> because it is it's in fact at one point we went over to a brewer's outlet and we get some cheese to go with, with the wine. It was really great. Uh so I gotta do two games one day. I gotta go back and Sean. Yeah, oh yeah, huh? And yeah, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know anything about us? No, not really. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we that's what we thought.
1: So how are you guys doing? No,
2: uh, it's oh, it's like with Kyle Alexander. I mean, one day, you know, Sean and I were there, were talking to Kyle about his mom and the whole thing, you know, and. I said, "How often do you ask about him?" Never. All right, so it's just you know, <laughs> some people are just like they're in their own little like. You know, the, I'm the sun; all the planets will revolve around me. Okay, uh, and just do what we do, Chris.
1: Right, I hear you. When he
2: st- when he starts complaining, just do what we do.
1: Just gloss over
2: fake interest uh-huh yeah uh-huh man mm, yeah, it's gonna be hard yeah uh-huh yeah and think of yourself all right well, what time when's this gonna be over with all
1: right <laughs> <laughs> wow ah, uh, harsh harshness from steve jones this afternoon
2: Har- harshness no i'm talking about the think of our end of it we had to listen to it <laughs>
1: oh poor guys now i'm gonna do it to you i'm, I'm actually feigning interest right now all right <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's fine. I expect everybody who sits in that chair to do that. But you're, pay, you're paid to feign interest. That's a good point. That's the difference. When he's doing it, we have to do it for free. Okay, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. great. Okay, so let's get to James Franklin. Penn State gets ready for the 100th homecoming game mm. here at Penn State when they take on Purdue and the head coach of the alliance Lions. James Franklin his press conference earlier today. How do things like the Lawn Boys chain and position room nicknames like the Wild Dogs. Bring those rooms together
0: around their coaches. So a couple things. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we've had the names. That's been something that's gone on for a long time. Um, you know, position coaches. You know, obviously Sean's the one that everybody is probably most aware of. Um, each each kind of position has it. It's something that players and coaches come up with together. You know, obviously the lawn boys, the running back, those eating up grass and eating up yardage, is something they came up with before the season, just to have fun with it. Uh, talk about their role and responsibility within the team parameters, um, and then having some personality and having some fun with it. So, um, you know, we've had the wild dogs from day one, and and Sean's uh, dog, um, but uh, every, every they, all, they all seem to have have it and they're they're having fun with it and you know i for me you know i I, like anything there's there's a fine line with it but but, you know ultimately for me i want to make sure we're playing a brand of football that people can really um respect and a brand of football that our fans and our lettermen and our community can feel good about about how our guys conduct themselves sideline how they conduct themselves during the game how they play, uh, from a discipline standpoint, um, how they are in the classroom, how they are in the community. Those are the things that really, that really matter. And then I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta allow them to have a little personality and some other things as well, and kind of embrace that. It's, it's no different than, you know, as a dad of my two daughters, um, you know, I can't fight every battle. Um, and I want my daughters to, to kind of have some personality and, and their own strengths and, 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 and figure out their weaknesses as well. And it's the same thing with our team. But ultimately, I'm, I'm concerned about how our guys are in the classroom, how they are in the community, and then the style of play and how we conduct ourselves on the field, you know, representing our fan base and representing this community. So um, a little personality um, you know, that may be different, um, here, um, I'm good with
2: Frank Bodani, Your daily record.
0: Good afternoon, James. Hey, Frank. How are you? Real good. Thanks. Your wide receivers beyond KJ and Dodd, the rest of those guys. How do you think developing the rotation is going? Are, are guys stepping up and producing there as you wish? Or yes, yeah. I've been I've been really pleased with the with the group. Justin Shorter continues to, to gain confidence and, and is making plays. Obviously, the play, you know, the glance post uh, on the RPO play, he was able to, you know, catch, took a big hit. Uh, I think the guy went out for targeting penalty and still made the play. Daniel George, uh, we're very pleased with his development. Ken Sullivan-Brown, you know, as well. I uh, feel like we got really good depth there. And then you talk about K.J. Hamler and Mac Hippenhammer Car, you know, all those guys are, are doing great things. Dan shasin is a guy we talked about before the season. You know, expecting him to do some really good things, and and Jahan, you know, just continues to grow. Uh, had a really good meeting with him the other night. So, um, you know, uh, as the season goes on, you know, you know, we're going to have to continue to to make strides, and we're going to have to continue to get better. Um, but but yeah, so far so good um, with them and the tight ends in the passing game.
2: Donnie
0: Collins, Grand Times-Tribune. Hey, you
2: James? Hey, Donnie. Hey, Will Levis got twenty, twenty-five 25 snaps against Maryland, got a bunch against Idaho. How important has that been for him to, to get significant game action early, and, and and how have you seen him develop with that since the start of the season?
0: Yeah, we, we You know, Levis is a guy we've been very excited about since since we and you know, same thing in school. Um, you know, he's if he doesn't have a 4.0, he's got close to a 4.0. I think he may have like 3.98. Um, you know, he prepares like crazy. He's very talented. Uh, had a great competition with Sean, and has handled it all really well. So whenever that happens, and you got a guy that you know can play. Um, and get into some situations where you can get him on the field and get him some opportunities. I think it's extremely valuable for him, and I think it's really valuable for our program. I think the other thing is important is although this was a game that they got into because of the score, um, if, if you look at the film, they, they pretty much had their number one defense in and their number one offense in the, the entire game. You know so those guys were able to get in. I thought the first couple drives we weren't as clean as we'd like to be, but then after that you know I think we scored twice. Um, and and Will was a big part of that. You know, uh, he's got his talented of as an arm has been around, and he's a big body kid that can run. I think you guys saw that. You know, in the game. So, uh, continuing to de- develop him, you know, for his future and continuing to develop for our future uh, is critical. And and we couldn't be more happy with him and his really his whole family. Comes from a football family, unbelievably supportive. And um, you know, we think it's got a very bright future.
2: Corey Geiger, Elton Amir.
0: Hi, James. How are you? Good, Corey. How are you, buddy? California passed the Fair Play to pay, pay to Play Act, which has drawn a lot of support from current and former college athletes around the country. Do you believe this act is good or bad for college sports? And would you like to see Pennsylvania and other states follow with similar legislation? Yeah, obviously there's a lot going on um, about this right now, and obviously our administration here at Penn State, as well as the Big Ten Conference, is all following this uh, closely. Uh, and we're going to have to continue to follow it closely, and we're going to have to learn, and we're going to have to evolve. Um, so, you know, I think everybody is very aware of it. Um, and we'll continue to track it and, and, and obviously come up with some plans that are specific to Penn State as well as plans for the Big Ten Conference. So, um, you know, there's a there's a window of time that we got to get it done in, but uh, there's no doubt there's a lot of people working on it right now. I wonder what it's been like adding the dynamic of HBO to a game week for yourself and the players, giving kind of what a creature of habit and structure you are. Well, we, we've really had this opportunity or similar opportunities for probably four years now and um, I really wasn't kind of on board with doing it for a lot of different reasons and um, you know we have our own WPSU around so much and they do such a fantastic job for us the more we kind of went through it I said you know the, the reality is it's not going to be a whole lot different than what we already have and it's not like these guys are walking like hbo plastered all around them so we have cameras around our building all the time and like i said before wpsu does a fantastic job for us so um you know after talking to the leadership council about it and after talking to the coaching staff uh, we just felt like it was the right thing to do and we just got such a Wonderful um, university here, and and program, and history, and traditions, um, and obviously the community and type of support that we get. um, That I want to make sure everybody in the United States knows how special this place is, and to be able to have somebody like HBO has tremendous expertise in doing this. To be able to kind of behind the curtain and allow people, you know, maybe a more comprehensive review. Of how we do things, um, I think is important, and I think probably the most important piece of it is people getting to know our players uh, on a more significant level. People getting to know our staff, coaches, and staff on a on a more significant level because we got great people. And um, sometimes football with the uniforms and the helmets that there's a disconnect sometimes um, with the people that are in those helmets. So, you know, what, what better opportunity to allow our story to be told on a national, um, really global level? So, you know, we, we've embraced it. Um, and, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep things as normal as possible. But um, the WPSU stuff, I think, has, has helped all be more comfortable with it. Hey, James. How
1: you doing? Sean Clifford played not just well, but well against the blitz last week. I think the first time that Maryland didn't blitz him on a pass play was in the second quarter. How important is it for a young quarterback to have success not only in that game, but to show other defenses that he has the mental processing ability to beat the blitz?
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's very important. I think, you know, that's, that's the critical things um, that when you evaluate quarterbacks and how well they're playing, it's how are they on third down, it's how are they in the it's wins and losses. And it's it's you know can you make plays under pressure, and that's making throws on time, that, that is adjusting the protection <clears throat> to pick up the blitz, and then that's obviously being able to mix some things in as a play caller, Coach Ronnie, whether it's screens or moving the pocket and things like that can help us too. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's really important because once you put on film that you can't do that, then you're going to see a of it. Yeah. Hey, James. Hey, Ben. Obviously, not having to
2: deal with Rondo more from a football perspective is a net positive, but how do you go about <clears throat> excuse me, appreciating guys as a coach that maybe aren't on your team to just see them and go, wow, he's really good, but at the same time, you know, not staying up at night over it?
0: No, I, I think it's a great point. Um, you know, from from what we've heard, you know, we're happy because it doesn't sound like it's a season ending injury, which is great because I think it's great for college football. I think it's great for the Big Ten. He's a special. Special player, uh, very talented, fun to watch. Um, To be honest with you, I I think our players and our staff would like for him to be playing in the game. You know, you you come to Penn State because you want to play against the best players and you want to play against the best teams. Um, I think it's great for college football. I think it's great for us. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think our players and our staff have an unbelievable amount. Uh, of respect for Purdue, the program, uh, and the university, and their personnel. So uh, you know, I don't know whether he's going to travel this week or not, but if he does, I'd love the opportunity to tell him uh, what, a, what a fantastic football player we are and, you know, I'm a big fan. James, I had a lot of fans ask about how much impact
2: or how much the state's going to get to look over, I guess, what is doing week ESPN did Alabama uh, you know ESPN has under restrictions HBO doesn't have any of that stuff do you get to look at this before it goes up is Penn State Athletics looking at it before it goes up I just I've had a lot of fans ask about
0: that. yeah I, I, you know I'm not obviously going to spend a whole lot of time we're, we're going to keep our process and focus on the things that that we can do but yeah our without getting into the details of our contract and things like that obviously Penn State wouldn't agree to do something like this If we weren't completely comfortable with all the details and specifics of it, so um, so that was thoroughly vetted on the front end, and have had great discussions, and so far they've been great partners. So, um, yeah, I I think you know Penn State, uh, we're we're fairly conservative, and uh, you know we're going to be you know we're going to be very diligent on the front end of of looking at those things. Yeah, I I think there's going to be some hard knocks aspects of this. I don't know if it's going to be as colorful, Um, um, but, but yeah, I I do think there's a fine line because, you know, it it allow you to tell the story and and be really authentic, you know? So, um, but there's, there's a fine line to that. Yes, sir. Hey James, how are you? How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, David Bell is a guy that, as you mentioned, recruited pretty heavily, Um, had a bit of a breakout last week with Ron Delmore sidelined. Um, dominated Indianapolis high school football. What, what did you see from him that made him such a, a, a top-tier prospect? And leading into this game, when it's him, when it's Plummer, guys that you have just limited sample size of tape on, how do you handle that pass attack when you got the freshman wide receiver who's on the rise and you've got this redshirt freshman who's only played in a couple games? That, that's a little bit of the challenge, to be honest with you. Like I was saying, on special teams, not having Rondale, that significantly impacts how they're going to call Special teams, same thing on offense. Who's gonna who's gonna play that role? Do they feel like they have someone that can play the role, or are they gonna play differently? I think probably the second half of the Minnesota game is probably the most valuable half for us once the personnel changes happened. Um, but he reminds me in a lot of ways of like Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton, big, strong, great route runner, catches seems to catch everything uh, in his vicinity. And, um, you know, even during the recruiting process, he's just got a very steady, level-headed temperament, uh, and you see that on on the field. You know, he's put some size on. He graduated early and he's put some size on. But um, really what we thought we were recruiting is what you see on tape. But, yeah, I think your point is a good one. You know, the the changes, um, you could make arguments, you know, whether it's a positive for or not, but you know, it is concerning when you watch a tape and you say, "This is not, you know, the team that we're going to see on Saturday." Not only from a personnel standpoint, but also stylistically.
2: All right, that is James Franklin at his press conference earlier today, talking about everything from Sean Clifford and blitzes to lawn boys. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Jets suck. The bad, the Jets are bad.
1: Yes, they are bad.
2: J E T S B A D.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you root for? You're a Steelers fan, aren't you?
2: No, I'm not. As a matter of fact, you're
1: afraid so. to tell me, aren't you? I'm
2: <laughs> not. I don't know, I, mean, uh, I grew up a lifelong Giants fan.
1: Okay. Well, I can't pick on that. Damn. Ugh. Can't even uh, nail on that. Even when they were bad. Like, I remember when they were terrible. Like, one of my first sports memories right before they started winning in 86. They were bad. But. They were,
2: the, the Giants? Oh, the yeah. The Giants
1: were awful. Yeah.
2: I remember when I was a kid one year, they were 112 and 1. And I mean, they were really bad.
1: Yeah, they were bad. But I didn't get to see that. They've never really been that awful in my lifetime, except for recently.
2: They. I remember those
1: years. (laughs) Yeah, they're lean. Those were the lean years. Lean?